Welcome to another episode of Restoring Your Voice, where me, your host, Pastor David, helps you to use your voice for God's glory to speak up and speak out. That's right. Welcome to another episode of Restoring Your Voice. On today's date is the 18th of November 2021. And why am I doing this on video? Because I have just been approved to get early access to Spotify video podcasts. So praise God for that. Awesome. I get to bless the rest of the world with the gift of beard. Amen. All right, kidding, but... Yeah, so that's why I'm doing this. Uh, so this will be downloaded, uh, then it will be uploaded, <coughs> uh, video and audio both. So yeah, so what are we going to get into in today's episode after I get a drink of water? <clears throat> we are going to get into what does the Bible have to say about not having to do, um, not having anything to do with certain people, because the Bible actually has a lot to say. And let me just make this clear. Why am I uh, confronting this in uh, season three? Because I'm debunking things. Because, because, because there are a lot of <coughs> Christians out there <coughs> with a a lot of the things that I've covered already this season. Is that? Excuse me. Yeah. <coughs> uh, with a lot of the things that I've covered, is that. People are disobeying the Bible. I think it's a combination of people don't want uh, don't want to obey, and another combination of don't know what the Bible actually has to say. And believe it or not, yes, the Bible is crystal clear as always on what people were not supposed to have anything to do with. Period. The end. Let me just also say that if you do not obey this, in other words, not what I say, but what the Scripture says, and we'll get to that. Then, my friends, you're living in disobedience to God, and don't expect God to bless you in your disobedience, all right? I see this all the time. I see it especially especially on social media, where people will just go back and forth, bicker back and forth with divisive people, with people who, who teach certain things, believe certain things. I'm not saying everybody, we should do this with everybody we disagree with, not, not, not at all. What I'm talking about in the, in the, is in the explicit context of being divisive. The only reason a person will do what they do, say what they say, is to bring divisiveness, um, as well as, of course, uh, just they just want to argue. And we're going to get into that here. So the first scripture I'm going to read is from Romans 16. So, you know, I try to back up everything that I say with scripture, because at the end of the day, if I say... You know, this is what I believe, and it's not backed up with scripture, then it's just a false belief. Just like this belief that somehow I, I think I think, you know, people's hearts are good, but unfortunately, whether we have, you know, good intentions or not, you know, doesn't make us any less disobedient. So I believe that people uh, you know, out of good intentions are disobeying the Bible is what's going on here. So I'm not trying to demean people's intentions, but I'm just gonna call it like it is. So we have here first in Romans chapter 16, which says here, uh, and starting in verse 17, uh, now I urge you, brothers. So that's pretty strong language, you know, urging, you know, not like, hey, I would like you to do this. No, I'm urging you, brothers and sisters, 
to closely watch those who cause divisions and offenses. Why? Because we see it all the time. We see people who, the only thing they care about is arguing. They, the only thing that they care about is making, uh, being right. So that's all, making their case. And just hint, none of us are right 100% of the time. Uh, but it says, contrary to the teaching which you have learned and what? Avoid them. Yeah, that's, that's pretty clear. And avoid them. So we're supposed to watch them closely first off. Okay, we're urged to do that. We're urged to to watch them very closely. Uh, these people who cause divisions and offenses, and we know the number one place the offense comes from is not God, but Satan. So, contrary to the teachings you have learned, and avoid them. Avoid them. That means don't go near them. Don't talk to them. Uh, don't say hi. Nothing. Have nothing to do with them. Why? Because I guarantee, if you continue down this road. You are going to be a person sooner or later who now gets sucked into these things, into people's toxic tornado, or as I like to call it, the, well, that's one of the ways I like to call it. And one of the other ways is they're tornadoes of toxicity. And so you are going to be a person who now causes divisions because now you got sucked into it. Now all, this, all, all that you care about is proving yourself right when you know what? At the end of the day, being right doesn't matter. How we present Jesus is what matters, but being right doesn't matter at the end of the day. And offenses, right? You're going to become offended. You're going to become offended at that person. You're going to be offended at other people. Yeah, I'm playing with my multi-tool here. So, um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's an extremely dangerous road to go down. And it's extremely dangerous to begin with to disobey the word of God. When the word of God tells us to do something, it is not, it is not, let me say this, an option. It is a commandment. So we either decide to obey or we decide to disobey. But either way, we are disobeying when we decide not to. Right? We're not going to do it. I don't like it. It doesn't make me feel good. Or I think I should deal with these people. And, and I think they need the gospel. Yes, everybody does need the gospel. But however, that doesn't mean we put up with them indefinitely. And uh, how would I know that? Because you, you're probably wondering as you're listening or watching, like, then how do I know when to cut a person off? How do I know to avoid them and have nothing to do with them? How do I know that? I mean, what is it after the first time or, or what do I do? Well, first uh, in the scripture verse, we see where it says to to watch them closely, to watch them, to closely watch those who cause divisions and offense. So clearly we're we're, we're here to to watch them. We're not just supposed to cut somebody off that we disagree with or we think it is. We watch them closely. So then once we watch them closely and we see clearly what is happening when we're cut them off? No, we don't actually. Because elsewhere, Paul writes in the book of Titus exactly what we're supposed to do. As usual, uh, the Bible tells us everything that we need to do. Uh, funny how scripture works that way. So it says here in the book of Titus in uh, chapter 3, uh, here, starting in verse 9, but avoid, so here's that word again, avoid, foolish debates, genealogies, contentions, and arguments about the law, for they are unprofitable and useless, or put in there, worthless, you know, like a like a vestigial limb or something. Useless, has no use, like, like uh, the appendix has no use, right? Normally it gets cut out when it becomes septic. Kind of, hope, hope you're getting the analogy I'm presenting to you. Now here's what it says. Reject a divisive man after the first and the second admonition or rebuke or warning, whatever you want to throw in there. 
Same same meaning, right? So when 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 do we cut them off? So so we come up to our brothers and sisters in Christ that are clearly being divisive. Maybe maybe they learn something new, right? Or and maybe it's not even biblical, or they're using it and they're going the other way. Like like when I see people. Uh, say come into the uh, the knowledge of the Jewish roots of the faith. I didn't say Hebrew roots. Completely different topic. The Jewish roots of the faith, which is great. People are, are learning about the Jewish roots of Christianity, which which should be uh, taught more often, frankly. But then they go start swinging the other way, right? They they start saying, well, no, you now now I have to eat kosher, and you must eat kosher too. And I say rubbish to that, but that's what they they come up with. Um, or we have other people on another side, maybe, how about the genealogies thing? You know, Jesus, he can't be the Jewish Messiah because, and they start, well, the genealogies, and, and they'll start using the genealogy argument from, say, Matthew and Luke. Why Why do they differ? And there's a good reason for that, but there, there's one. How about just contentions, right? Avoid uh, foolish debates, also it says. So contentions and debates, I would say it, it's in the same class. And we see that it says this here because, because, because... Uh, they just want to argue. You know, they just want to be right. They just want to make arguments about stuff about the law. You see this nowadays, like I said, especially with people who learn about the Jewish roots of the faith, or people who even <clears throat> claim to be Christians uh, or Jewish believers, if you will, in this context. And they came out of say a strong Orthodox background, and they'll say, "No, no, no, no. The law is clear, and and you must eat kosher. You must the dietary laws. And and oh, by the way, yeah, that yeah, you know what, you must." Use a prayer shawl, for instance, and none of that is true. And there are uh, numerous other scriptures that I may get into in a future uh, episode in this season that claim that tell us that the law is not anymore. By the way, I just you know, go ahead, hint you can find it also in the book of Hebrews. But, anyways, um, I'm getting off track here. It says, why, But why are we to do this? Why? Because you know, we're more right, maybe. Maybe because they're so wrong. No, no, right and wrong in this case uh, doesn't matter. What matters is is the heart behind it, the, the, the argument, the wanting to debate this all. But it says, for they are unprofitable and useless. No. So it says, reject a man. So what do we do? We see a brother and sister going down this road. Like I said, maybe maybe they learn something. Maybe they think it's for uh, us all today. And oh, thank you for watching, Sister Nikki. I'm gonna put thank you, thank you so much. I always appreciate it when people. Uh, watch so there you go thank you for the kind words um so so i mean we, we come to a brother in love or sister in love when they do this hey brother and sister hey i notice this is what you're about i, I notice um you know what you're putting uh, too much emphasis on this or you're you're majoring on the minors right in other words you're making a big deal out of something uh little like for instance i'll give you some examples uh the, the, the creation, whether it's a six literal day creation, whether it's 6,000 years, 6 million years, 6 billion years, 6 trillion, whatever it may be, right? There's no emphasis on this at all in the Bible, for instance, none. So this is a foolish argument. So we can come to, hey, brother and sister, hey, brother, you know, I, I know uh, your, your zeal, for instance, for, for creation, that, that you believe that God created the heavens and the earth and everybody and everything. So I, I applaud you on that effort. But you know that uh, the Bible is not a science book, for instance. Uh, the, the Bible doesn't actually explicitly say whether it was in six little days or not. And the emphasis is to point to God the Creator. There's, there's one approach to it. 
now then again so what what if that doesn't work out so well now the brother or sister you you've talked to says no 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 i believe that it was six little days and if you don't believe in six little days you're on your way to hell and people actually believe this kind of thing or you're so wrong i can't have nothing to do with you well then you know you could try again but it does say uh, like it read you from titus uh, after the first and second so we try again Leave them alone. We got people who put um, emphasis on the return of Jesus when it's happening, for instance. I believe that there is in proper context to put emphasis on when Jesus returns. But in the end, there it is a non-salvific issue. In other words, when we believe Jesus is going to return will not affect our salvation. No more than what we believe about when the earth was created and how long it took to get there. It doesn't matter in the end. What what really matters is that do we believe that Jesus, our King and Lord, is one day going to return to rule and reign? That's what matters. Not when. It could be pre-trib, um, mid-trib, post-tribulation. It doesn't matter as long as you believe. But to put a, such a tremendous... I mean, we I've seen um, people put so much emphasis on it. They say, well, if you don't believe in a pre-trib rapture, and I'm not even kidding on this if you believe in a preacher rapture or if you don't i'm sorry if you don't believe in a preacher rapture jesus is going to come back and, and you're going to be left behind and it's like really now because i can't find that anywhere in the bible i can't find um where in the bible it puts emphasis on when jesus is returning and in fact by the way did you know that the authors of the bible like peter and paul um believe that the return of jesus was imminent like it was going to happen. They were going to see it, and they were wrong. I'm not saying that scripture is fallible, but I'm just saying the proper context that they were actually wrong. These great fathers of the faith that we should rightly hold in high regard. So the point being is that all this does is bring divisiveness to the body of Christ. Are there things to major on? Absolutely. What are some things to major on? Well, the number one thing is that there's only one path to salvation his name is jesus christ and that jesus christ is god absolutely those are things to major on those affect salvation um and we believe in a triune nature of god in other words fa the father is god uh the holy spirit is god and the son is god all three in one god um showing up in a triune nature absolutely because if we deny the very deity of our very messiah well that's called heresy if we believe in a different gospel, in other words, maybe there's many paths to heaven or or maybe only a certain select people that God chooses. You know, he handpicked those very people and those only alone make it into heaven. And well, the rest of you, God, I'm sorry, is doomed to destruction. Well, that's heresy as well, because that's a different gospel because the gospel is for everyone and for the entire world. So, yes, there are things to major on. But also, let me let me also let me let me throw out this word of caution, too. Yes, there are things to major on. Absolutely. But be careful you aren't doing it in the spirit to be right either. Don't don't let yourself fall into that trap of being right more than being Jesus. Because believe me, Jesus could have proved just how right he was on, on a number of occasions. And he didn't. He was patient with people. Don't forget, that's all. also what the Bible says, is that we are to patiently teach and instruct others as well. Just look at, for instance, when Nicodemus came to Jesus in the, in the nighttime. Jesus sat there, conversed with him, and explained things to him as best as he could. He didn't lose it 
with him. So, so let's not ourselves become so puffed up with knowledge, as the Bible says that knowledge puffs up. Let's remain humble. Let's not be the ones being divisive. Please, let's, let's not do that. Let's not go down that road of divisiveness. Okay, there are things to divide them because they matter to salvation at the end of the day. But for instance, you know, cessationism versus continuationism. Um, you know, I, I've met people from and know people from all aspects. And you know what? We have some pretty rotten uh, charismatic Pentecostalists and we have some pretty rotten cessationists as well. And on the flip side of that, we have some, you know, godly people on both sides of the coin. Um, so let's let's be fair when we, you know, make judgments. Let's not judge unrighteously as the Bible warns us against doing. Let's not fall into that trap. Let's all, because I'm telling you, we, we start hanging around with people who just love to debate. They love to win arguments. We are going to become like them. They are not going to become like us. That's why the Bible tells us to avoid them. That's why the Bible warns us about against, sorry, being unequally yoked, for instance. Let's not be unequally yoked. Why? Because what happens if somebody is unequally yoked? What happens is that that the weaker vessel will drag down the stronger vessel. That's what a yoke was for. It was put around two animals. It was put around two animals, and they were supposed to be of the same kind. So, in other words, two oxen uh, only, not an oxen and a goat, not even a sheep and a goat. So, so let's watch ourselves with this. We don't want people. We don't need these people uh, sucking us um, in, into their toxicity. That's that's the last thing we need um, in this day and age where we're at in the church. Believe me, believe me. That's the last thing we need. What we need is Jesus, and we need more people representing Jesus. All right, Jesus didn't have anything to do with divisive people. No, 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 no. He didn't. If they're going to be divisive, for instance, the religious leadership of his day, and the only reason they cared they cared to come against him was because they wanted to be more right. And they were divisive, and he had some pretty harsh words for them. So let's model Jesus. Let's not just model some weird version of Jesus that we have. You know, he's Jesus, meek and mild. Well, let me just tell you that meek does not equal weak. Meekness means power under control. Let's remember that. Let's remember to exemplify all of Jesus in all of our conduct, not just the bits and pieces we like. Let's not cut uh, Jesus into pieces and we just want to take away the parts that we want. Jesus had very strong words for divisive people, okay? Remember that. He, he didn't put up with that nonsense. And if we're supposed to exemplify Jesus, then we should follow after him on all of our context. You know, Paul didn't pull this stuff from the sky. He didn't just come up with his own theology, all right? he What he did was he expounded or exegetically uh, taught on the on Christ and what Jesus taught and what Jesus did the very teachings and doings of Jesus is what he expounded upon if you will so let's make sure we do that let's make sure that we don't dismiss the scriptures we don't like well I don't like that scripture because I've had a friendship with a person well let me ask you this would you rather have that friendship with that person or would you rather be a friend of Jesus because you can't have it both ways. Yeah, Jesus made it abundantly clear. If you love me, 
You will keep my commandments. That means all of them. Even the ones that make us feel uncomfortable. Yes, those ones too. Okay? <clears throat> right? Jesus said, who are his friends? Those that love him. So put it together. If you love him, you'll keep his commandments. And therefore, because you're keeping his commandments because you love him, therefore, guess what? Now you're a friend. And guess what? On the flip side of that, yes, there's a flip side. We decide not to do that. Then we're an enemy with Jesus because now we become friends with the world. Friendship with the world equals enmity or making us an enemy of God. And I don't want that. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for you. All right. I want you to walk in the closest relationship, this side of heaven that you possibly can with Jesus. That's why I'm doing these podcasts. That's why season three is going on as it goes to debunk these foolish things that are out there. These foolish beliefs that lead to nothing but trouble. All right. So uh, I pray that this blessed you. If it did, click that share button. Um, click that like button. Uh, follow button. Uh, retweet it if you're if you if you're watching this on on Twitter. Uh, you know if this is your first time uh, listening on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcast or Amazon or wherever podcaster at, and you just came across this somehow. So hey, click that follow button, man. Click that, click that uh, share button and all that kind of stuff. Whatever it is that all these podcasts have. I can't keep up with them, man. There's, it's like everyone wants to be their own thing. But anyway, so anyway, I pray that this blessed you. I'm not going to rattle on too long about this. And then as the Lord leaves, we'll see what we get into tomorrow. So thank you, my friends and my family for watching. So that's it for this episode of Restoring, Restoring Your, Your Voice. Voice with your host, Pastor David, and saying, God bless you. Get out there and be the kingdom.